as I said, what we want to put on the stage uh, is unconditioned awareness, pure awareness. So we want to put onto the stage the experiencer. Or in other words, we want to put on the stage nothing. And now those of us who we have read <coughs> Ken McLeod, Ken McLeod would, would say in this moment, but what a nothing! <coughs> uh, but before I will talk a bit more about how, how to become curious about nothing, I want to go back to uh, what I said before, how to work with uh, the co competing processes those processes which are happening all the time within peripheral awareness, which compete for our attention. And uh, before I talked about discomfort and uh, compulsive thinking, either about difficult things or about good things, and I want to um, talk uh, about emotions, because that's another uh, one another category of processes which are happening within uh, within uh, in the field of our experience when we sit here and it's not different the process I, I just want to uh, kind of repeat what I already said so that it gets a bit more into your uh, possibility but also um, yeah, make, to make you maybe to encourage you to use the same approach with feelings. And of course, initially we talk about difficult feelings, yeah? so-called difficult feelings. So again, you have these two possibilities. One is you put the object of your meditation on the stage, in our example here, the breath, and you engage with the breath. As long as the emotions which arise within peripheral awareness are not very strong, you just let them be. You let them be. You don't engage them. You neither suppress them, but also you don't engage them. You let them come, you let them be, you let them go. The same with the discomfort. Yeah? So, what is very helpful is to see this process as a process of healing, as as something which actually has to happen, because uh, within our body, within our subconscious, there's a lot of stuff stored, feelings stored, which we have not felt. So it's a kind of it's a sometimes it's called a process of purification. Maybe it's better to call it a, a process of healing. So, um, so you have your you have you are engaged with the breath, <coughs> and stuff is coming up. You don't suppress it. You don't engage in it. But this process is healing because there's space for the stuff to bubble up. And because you don't respond to it <coughs> in the usual way, the usual way to respond to it would to be either to suppress it, 
to project it or to live to kind of be uh, to act it out and with these three uh, strategies you would just create more of the same stuff or in Buddhist terms you would create more karma so the way you create you, the way you purify karma the way you heal karma is you let it come up without uh, suppressing it without projecting it without acting it out so in the same way with discomfort there will be and it's it's really necessary that that happens as a part of the sealing process there will be emotional content content arising which which you have to address where it's not good enough to try to stay with the breath you have to address it mm -hmm. so the same with the discomfort with this emotional thing you put it together with the breath on the stage and you work with it there you make it the support of your meditation let's say fear is arising yeah? anxiety is arising in your meditation so you put it on the stage as long as it's like kind of doing a thing, its thing and it's not that intensive you treat it with equanimity you let it arise you let it be you let it go if it's too strong you have to put it on a stage and you should be happy that that is possible that you can put it on the stage it's good what you want to hear you need to touch nothing gets healed by ignoring it by suppressing it by uh, by projecting it you will just it, you will just keep <coughs> going it will actually get stronger because you will create more of the same stuff so you put it on the stage and you work with it there and here again the most the best way to work with it like like with the discomfort you drop into the somatic level you drop into the visceral level you work with the anxiety on the felt sense level on your body not with the stories yeah so drop the story as best as you can bring your attention together with the breath into the somatic aspect of that emotion and this could be loneliness doubt fear jealousy anger hatred uh, impatience uh, restlessness so everything yeah, so and then you work with that there you breathe into it so and then you see the stories as stories so then at one point and this could take a few years at one point uh, it will you know you will notice ah, it's not arising anymore in my meditation practice it's not coming up it's healed it's it's dissolved I don't have that karma anymore in an individual session there will be also the experience that you have a sense okay so the intensity has gone down like you know if you work with anger for example or if you address anger in this way it will not uh, survive the whole session probably yeah? so it will subside and if that happens okay you say goodbye peri you go in you allow you, you let it go into peripheral awareness 
and you engage with the breath again yeah? until it becomes until it comes up again and then you have to do this as, okay put it on the stage address it love it to death <laughs> yeah. uh, so For this process to work, so if you have a sense, this is not, it's not moving. I mean, and not moving does not mean, uh, no, that this is a quick fix. So it might, it might be necessary, for example, with anxiety that you, that you work with this, that you be, that you are with your anxiety really for a few years in this way, because it will come up again and again yeah but you know sometimes sometimes it happens that you feel it's nothing is happening it's actually getting worse it's like kind of a downward spiral like so that's what i meant with there is the danger in silent retreat when you sit with your feelings in this way without exchange and uh, and magnifying the feelings that you re-traumatize yourself so you create more of the same stuff, yeah? Nothing moves. Maybe the only thing you train actually is a kind of endurance, yeah? biting your teeth. And this is useless, uh, biting your teeth and kind of sitting, not, not breathing with your emotion, not healing it, but just sitting on it, kind of. And, and there's, no, there's no movement. Um, so there's there's several things there one is you need to you need to strengthen the container within which the emotion is held In, in Buddhist terms you would say you need to strengthen your refuge yeah so you 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 uh, so, so you need to have a sense that you are bigger than the emotion, that you can hold the emotion without being overwhelmed by it, without getting into a panic attack, where it's completely filled up. So, so you need to do grounding practices, strengthening practices, connecting with the earth, uh, doing yoga, doing movement, uh, eat well, do enough exercises, um, uh, learn to relate to people in a way so that you are supported in this process, find a mentor where you can things, uh, talk things through, uh, create a connection, an inner connection with the Buddha or with the Dalai Lama. So all this uh, is practices to strengthen the container within which a difficult feeling can be held in a good way. Yeah. In order for this pro this process to uh, to work, you not necessarily need to know the story of the emotions. You not necessarily need to know where it comes from. Not necessarily, but sometimes it helps. 
it helps to have a story for it. So sometimes this kind of psychotherapy where you look into your conditioning and where it comes from, if you don't overdo it, uh, it can be helpful. Because, and it becomes helpful because you can develop more compassion, more softness for yourself because you understand yeah, it was useful at one point to repress these emotions because this little boy, he had more other possibilities. He had not the capacity to feel this feeling. Praise to the little boy that he became a master suppressor. Because, <laughs> yes, it was intelligent and it was the only option he had. But it's time to outgrow it. Because now you have more capacity. And you can get help. And you can strengthen the container. So, this understanding of your history, uh, if it's done in a skillful way, uh, can be helpful because... It can soften your heart, and you can you you can you can be more kind to yourself and to the conditioning, so it can help the resistance towards it and the judgment towards it. But of course, the danger is uh, when you continue to talk about it, because it's changing and you get no new experience. You talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and ten years later you still talk, <laughs> and and. Uh, you, in a way, you have uh, solidified it and more, ha have made it more real as something that really happened like that, and there was a real, and there's a real me, and so it, it's like I mean, th there's a there's a limit to it. Yeah? You can talk about your inner life for millions of years. There will be always more because it's always changing and there's new things happening. Yeah, it's not something. No, it's not something like, okay, this is like this, and I talk about it, and then that's it. No, there is nothing like this, which is like that, and you can talk about it, and it's clear. While you're talking about it, it's changing, and moving, and growing, and going in different directions. Mm -hmm. yeah, but still, it has, it, has, it, has a, it has a value, and it can be joyful, and it can soften you when you understand where your conditioning has come from. So... This could be part of uh, working with those feelings and those emotions which arise in your meditation practice. Yes, and oh, if, if at one point you feel really stuck with something, like you, you have done this, you have done a <coughs> few retreats, and you work with it, with this like that, and you feel no, this is not. I'm stuck. It's it's like <coughs> there's no, nothing is moving here. I'm I'm sitting here with the same kind of anxiety. I'm sitting here with the same kind of darkness like five years ago. It's the same. Nothing has moved. Uh, so then, it could be helpful to do some body-oriented therapy, you know, and to 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 uh, to work more deeply with that. <coughs> We do a little of what you're talking about for the yoga this morning when we did a, a twist and then we go with the awareness to the place where it's most uh, you notice the stretch most mm -hmm. stay there and mm. breathe and uh, stay and mm. with a kind yes. heart 
and uh, if it's too intense, you can't stand it. Then it should not be painful, just stretch and then go somewhere else. There mm. You can rest a while and go back again and see if it changed. So it's, it's a similar way to... Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and it's... But we provoke it like... Yeah, yes. By doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is also what we do in meditation practice. Yeah. We kind of provoke mm -hmm. this. Yeah, we kind of we because we we remove ourselves from distractions and we we actually provoke uh, a situation where stuff can come up can come up, and then and then we should be happy about well we could be happy about it instead of complaining, or instead of feeling oh this is, this is horrible my meditation is not working because I don't feel good. Um, and this reminded me of another point I wanted to make, and that is, you know, sometimes we feel impatience, we feel restlessness. It's almost like unbearable to sit here. Yeah? And some physical discomfort, like the temp temperature becomes completely magnif magnified. Or just sitting on a, on a chair, is, it feels like hell, you know? <laughs> like, as if it's the most uncomfortable place in the world to sit on a chair. Yeah? It's strange. Yeah? But it is like that. So this kind of uh, restlessness, impatience, resistance, not wanting to be here, this is probably a sign that something wants to emerge from the subconscious and you don't want to feel it. And then, and then other processes in you say, no, 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 don't go there. No, it's <laughs> so you one creates this kind of impatience and restlessness and tension and discomfort. And so you you start you you stay busy with that. So that that which uh, the sadness which wants to develop is not felt. So again, if you have experiences like that, like restlessness, impatience, and what, what is it? What I'm doing here is what a waste of time. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Yeah? So you just stay with it. You breathe with it. If it's uh, very strong, you put it onto the stage together with your breath, and you see it as something good happening. And you become curious about. Hmm. I wonder what's lying. I wonder what what my. Uh, what my uh, system tries to uh, put a lid on, which feels so, so, so uncomfortable. So I wonder what is it. Yeah? So and then something might show up. So it's, it's quite simple, this process. Yeah? You engage with the breath as long as possible. Uh, in peripheral awareness, stuff is coming up. You're aware of it, you let it be. You let it come, you let it be, you let it go. It arises and goes. You stay engaged with awareness. And you stay engaged with the breath. Uh, and you stay engaged with the breath because you set the intention, you understand why you are doing it, 
and you become curious about the breath. You fall in love with the breath. You see the benefits of the breath. Now that's why the Tibetans, before they introduce you to any meditation practice, first they talk three hours about the benefits, why you should do this. Because that strengthens the intention to do it. And then you work with positive reinforcement. This is, so this is very important. So if you, if you are able to stay with three, three cycles of breath, you have a moment of, ah, yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah. And if you notice that uh, you are entangled in something else and you uh, lost your attention, that moment is a moment of success. Ah, yes, I've lost the object. So let's go back. And you go back, uh, directing attention back to the breath. You start to da dance with the breath again, lovingly, uh, uh, kindly. So that this process becomes something which, you know, which is attractive, which becomes attractive. Mm -hmm. Instead of if you punish yourself and you feel frustrated and you... You uh, boom again. I was distracted and tired, and so then you give the wrong signal. And. Uh, um, Remind yourself, it's healthy, it's good if stuff comes up. It's a kind of possibility. It's a possibility to to work to to work with it, to be with it, to purify it. to handle it in a different way, yes. you could say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to handle that in a different way than, than you're used to and which is the reason for that it is there. Mm. Yeah? So if you... Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, sit and then we do a short walking meditation and then after there will be some time for questions so we can uh, clarify um, this <coughs> process. So if you, you take your time to adjust your posture. With the posture, it is important that it is flexible, as soft as possible. It feels alive. So if there's some rigidity, uh, or breathe into it. And
And you start again by checking in, just what do you bring with you? Where are you? How is it to be here? And after some time, if you have practiced breathing meditation for a while, then <coughs> it will uh, be very natural without any decision <coughs> or without anything you need to do from your side that uh, the breath will appear in the center of your attention without any effort. Just because you're used to it. the in-breath sliding into the body, embracing, welcoming, and with the out-breath softening the belly, the shoulders. with the breath. I'm breathing, I'm alive. <coughs> and in peripheral awareness, experiences arise, stay for a while and disappear. point you find yourself with another partner. Wow, well, how did I end up with this guy? <laughs> you return to your partner, the breath. This is the most attractive one.
So what uh, likely is to happen in the afternoon is that dullness sets in, sets in uh, a kind of sinking. So what we try is to keep the mind energized. How do you keep it energized if is you stay excited about the breath? You stay, you stay curious about the breath. How oh, the breath? Where do, where do you feel the nurturing of the breath? Is there parts in the breath you have not noticed before? into the breath, don't observe the breath from above, like as if you're sitting in your head looking down, be the breath, experience the breath from inside. a competing process, a discomfort, an emotion, tiredness becomes so strong, you put it onto the stage and you notice and you observe, you investigate. A 
if uh, Tseva is missing, you can do a short invocation of the Dalai Lama, of the Buddha, of Tara, so that your practice, your sitting, is warm-hearted. up thinking. Stay engaged with the breath.
smile. So there's the movement, the moving mind, Sam, whatever is on the stage for you right now, pleasant or unpleasant. Moment by moment changing, the display of your karma movement and consciousness. It is what it is, it can't be different than it is. And it's just happening. But then there is something else, the peace within which this move is happening, the stillness. The stillness which contains the thoughts, feelings, the sense of I, the sense of the body, the bird, the wind, 
this centerless container, spaciousness, knowing spaciousness. as the soft glow of awareness within which everything is happening.
definitely one uh, possibility to work with uh, um, dullness and uh, they distinguish between coarse dullness and subtle dullness and subtle dullness will be addressed later uh, after after the fourth stage the main work you do in the fourth stage is working with coarse dullness and one of the ways to work with coarse dullness is to do walking meditation to do yoga to get the boot, to get the body move, because the challenge is when your mind becomes a bit quieter and there's no not so much exciting things happening, your brain gets the signal. Oh, it's it's time to get to fall fall asleep. So then, then the thinking happens. Yeah. So, what we need to learn in that that stage when we start to work with subtle dullness is. Uh, how to energize the mind in the same way your mind is energized when you are in love do you remember how, how long you could stay up in the night throughout the whole night and your mind was crystal clear yeah, wow so sharp so so uh, intensive so full of uh, sensual clarity sensory clarity so it's definitely possible we have that capacity. No, I have no, uh, since long time, I, I don't have any cause dullness arising when I sit. I sit and there's, there's, uh, there's clarity because I'm always excited. <laughs> you know, I give myself a little pep talk. <laughs> Remember, you know, the breath is so precious, precious human life. Maybe this is your last meditation session, something like that. And then, you know, bing! <laughs> so, it's, it's possible. Of course, we are also, we have different rhythms and different... Uh, personality so for some people it's easier to fall into the thinking and dullness uh, than than for other people who are more excited about things anyway <coughs> and, uh, so of course this is all based on the teachings that we don't start a fight with dullness or struggle with it so th this is not going to work but how can you gently introduce some 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 of that excitement of being in love into your meditation practice yeah. so that 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 you become that that you don't lose your sens sensory clarity with the breath and of course if you're just plain tired uh, then uh, then it might be good to catch up some sleep. Yeah. But uh, uh, and uh, don't fall into the trap to see this uh, coarse dullness as something pleasant. Well, I mean, it is kind of pleasant, but this can be a trap where you can be stuck in for many years. So you sit down, and it's like, okay. So that's uh, uh, that's that's a trap. Then rather do walking meditation and yoga. 
short sitting also. Short sitting, that's times. 10 minutes, mm. yeah, five minutes. Mm. That's better than uh, do the nodding meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you that Pema Shodra had a, li- a very small thing that you could do. You ha- have your mouth a little bit open. Yeah. It makes you more. Uh-huh. Or, or you are like more awakened. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's really small. Yes. You mm. can also uh, open your eyes a bit yeah. so that some light comes in. And you can straighten your posture a bit. Uh, you can learn a bit to raise your energy yeah through certain breathing methods you can also imagine a a light at the third eye and you roll your eyes up a bit and you look into that light Uh, so there's uh, little things when the when the uh, dullness is not uh, already so strong uh, too strong yeah so the we we increase when we increase our introspective awareness we become aware when cause dullness starts to set in yeah so it's like progressive so we start to apply an antidote before it gets so much that there's nothing we can do anymore except of getting up having a coffee and putting some cold water into our face this is when if you sit at home then of course it's a bit easier to work with this because then you can open the window, let some fresh air in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have a drink or something like that. It's a bit more difficult here. There would be quite some motion in this session if we all would, uh, um, you know, use our antidote. Yes. And also use the Omani Padme Hum, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything which can raise the mental energy again so that you that uh, you can return to the breath with some sensual clarity so a certain level of subtle dullness is quite acceptable and okay what do you call subtle 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 dullness subtle dullness yeah so there is this cause dullness you know it's the sinking it's heavy and it's progressive, so at one point you will fall asleep, and and that's what we work with on on the first stage, and then there is a subtle dullness, which is just, uh, it's uh, it's just the, the sensual clarity is not really crisp, it's not really vivid, but it's kind of okay. I mean, you are you are there with the breath, you're engaged, and this kind of subtle dullness at this stage is quite acceptable, it's almost supportive because it kind of calms down the mind a bit and it makes the meditation pleasant. So this is no problem. Just just leave it. It's that's completely fine. Yeah. It's just what we want uh, to uh, work with is the coarse progressive dullness which leads into darkness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, move in. Excitedly. Yes.
Thank you, Lord.